0: You're listening to the Northfield Radio Program, where faith, family, and culture all collide with the biblical worldview. There is a war that's raging for the hearts and the minds and the spirits of men and women. And you and I, as Christians, are on the forefront of that battle. The question is, what will you do? To find out more about the Northfield Radio Program and Caleb Gordon, go to www.calebgordon.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with me today. As always, want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. These guys are top-notch. You do not want to miss out. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. Welcome back to the Northfield Nation, Mr. Zach Costello. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me again. Buddy. Wonderful. It's, uh, it's been a while with all this uh, COVID nonsense going on.
0: COVID nonsense. Well,
1: I, uh, not nonsense, but COVID. COVID um, situation. Uh, yeah, it, that is yeah, uh, it is burdening
0: the our world. Friendships. Yeah, we can't hang out together. Are we six feet apart right now? <laughs> we are not. And you know what? I don't care. I trust God's sovereignty. You know, it's it's like I we we are losing our ever loving minds i i have some people are yeah i've just i mean just yeah. and i've had to temper myself online mm-hmm. because when i post something online i post something someone will inevitably you want to kill old people <laughs> that's what you want how to do how dare you son? you want to kill old people how dare you no i don't want to kill old people oh, i i, I uh, no like i could and i said this in one of, like one of my mini little podcast that i did i do like these little weekly news update things Uh and i said i could kill i could i could be killed walking from here into there to get a cup of coffee and crack my head on the side of my bar you could and i could die have you ever seen final destination (laughs) (laughs) that is
1: not a film that i'm recommending that anybody watch i'm just saying
0: (laughs) but it's just one of those things that i'm like we sit in our churches and we say things like we believe god's sovereign god's in control of all things trust in god trust the lord and if we'll but trust don't him you go
1: to walmart or you will kill everybody everyone yeah and, and I, to be clear here look before anybody jumps on us oh, look here we go what we are not saying is that we should be careless no, we're not saying I'm not to be careless. Not use or be careless. M- maturity and be cautious. Use caution. Yes, I've been wearing a mask when I go out to Lowe's and Walmart and things like that. You know? I have not. Uh, what, you know, you're not required to yet. By <laughs> yet. But, yet, but but look, we're we're not saying to not be cautious, and we're not saying to use your brain. We're not using God's sovereignty as an excuse to be careless. But all we're saying is calm down
0: like yeah trust in the, the Lord. craziness is on the what's that what's that sign or that take it from a 10 to a 2 yeah
1: let's let's uh i can't remember who said it but i, I use the phrase a lot to pump the brakes pump watch watch the brakes pump the brakes just a little bit calm down trust in god he has this under control and use your brain yeah use, use your, brain. your brain and everything will be all right and God is still sovereign. He is still on His throne. Last time I checked.
0: Last I checked, He's He's still in charge. And and we and it, it's hard not to be, you know, we cynical to some degree about this and just sarcastic about it because I look at and and I, here's the thing. I'm not saying that people can't potentially die from this. In fact, I actually know someone through the you know not personally personally but you know i've actually preached at their church i know a woman who died from this disease Mm -hmm. and and it man i from my church has died and my heart goes out to the because it's a serious thing yeah it is so i don't want to trivialize the the entire this this whole thing of of uh of the potential seriousness of what it is but to To say to lock us all in, like we're being locked in, is insane. And d- last flu season, or, I'm sorry, from January to today, I think we're almost at thirty thousand people in America that have died from the flu. But we haven't locked anything down over that.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it's just the the uncertainty of it. You know, people are uh, unsure. Um, the leadership is unsure. The medical professionals are more sure than anybody else, but still, all the facts are not known yet, and so it's it's very difficult. Yeah, like, it is. It's a difficult situation, and so we we have to be cautious. And um, but we we I think there's a happy balance, right? We have to find a happy balance between being cautious, yes, and using our brain and trusting in in the sovereignty of God. Um, I think there's a happy balance there, and. Everybody has to um, kind of find that for themselves, I guess. But as Christians, I think we are to approach the situation differently sure. than the way most of the world would approach it. You know, Absolutely. Would you agree? So is that what uh, yeah. we're talking
0: about tonight? I, I, I want to talk about that. And, and I think maybe even from the standpoint of – I mean – and I even got flack over this to some degree. Not really badly, but I did get some flack. Uh people saying, you know, I said, I believe that this has the potential to be a wake-up call for the church. I think that there is a there is an element in this that there's some there's some judgment going on. That that we're that God is not pleased with sin. And people say, Oh, God would never do this to people. No, he wouldn't. I'm like, have you read the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he would, yeah. and he and he he did, <laughs> and it made it much made it much worse. I mean, I think of uh, in in the Old Testament that uh, uh, there was a they there was a, a vipers because they talked against God. Mm-hmm. And they talked against Moses. The Israelites talked about God talked against God and against Moses, and God sent serpents in and bit people and killed them, mm-hmm. and people died and. I think of the plagues that God has sent to on people, mm-hmm. and people say, "Oh, that you're you're being a little harsh, Caleb. I don't know if that I don't know if God would do that." God, t- here's the, here's what I want to study.
1: People seem to get really bold about what they think God would not do. Yeah, all the time, and it's interesting to me that a lot of times the people that are so bold. Uh, in proclaiming what God wouldn't do mm-hmm. or God surely would would never do that. Uh, it, it seems like a lot of the people that are saying those things mm-hmm. are not even believers. Yeah, like, no. I, I get this from people who don't claim to be Christians yeah. And I'm like, what God are you claiming to know <laughs>
0: say, have exactly. You, <laughs> have, you, have you seen what God can and will do? Um, you know, I mean look I, at Egypt. Yeah. You know, I mean, goodness gracious, what? the, the just, plagues of
1: Egypt and, and uh, the judgment against Pharaoh, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, you know. You mean God um, does that? Wait, what? He does. <laughs> He's, goodness gracious, I, I mean, Pharaoh was evil, and guess what? We see a picture there of God's sovereignty, not only over nations, yeah, not only over pestilence and uh, plague and disease, but also over... The hearts and minds of men. Yep. Right? We see Pharaoh's, and and there were times where the Bible specifically notes, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And then we see several times where it says, and God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Again, well, how do we we think about that? How do we talk about that? Well, Pharaoh, we have to recognize he was evil. He was acting according to his own evil nature according to his own evil will. He was doing exactly what he wanted to do. And when God hardened his heart, it did not dismiss Pharaoh's responsibility. Um, some would even interpret that, and theologians have talked about it in the respect of or in the sense of the idea that um, God is, it was, it's an example of God further giving Pharaoh over. Yeah, giving yeah. him over to his to what sin. He, to what he, giving him over to to what he wants. <laughs> exactly what he wanted to do. Yep. His own evil desires. Yep. So no, God did not violate Pharaoh's will, so to speak, by hardening his heart. He gave Pharaoh exactly what he wanted. But guess what? In God's sovereignty, all of that served a purpose. Purpose absolutely. And whose purpose was that? was God's purpose. God's purpose. Yeah. And it served a purpose to. Take his people out of that nation, out of slavery, and God was glorified through Pharaoh. God was glorified through Pharaoh. He was glorified through the plagues and yep. all the things that happened there in Egypt. And what do we see in that? A type and shadow of God, yep. Christ, God in the flesh, saving his people from the slavery of sin. Yep. From because if you, anytime you see the word Egypt,
0: anytime you see the word Egypt in the scriptures, that Egypt is. Is a symbol or a type of sin, so I think it's interesting when they said they went down into Egypt. Mm-hmm. You can you can literally say they went down into sin, like sure. that's it's sure. um, it, it's it's fascinating. Sin or even punishment, punishment. Sure, right. yeah. Um, so I I think that see, this is you look
1: at stories like that all throughout Scripture. right? Sure,
0: and and so I and yeah, I see all kinds. Yeah, you, I see all through where God doesn't play around with this idea of of dismissing sin. He doesn't dismiss it. He 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 there has to be a punishment for sin. And I think that this is this this season that we're in, we're getting to the point where we are um we're slowing down. Um I don't know about you, but we're I mean, we're eating a whole lot more meals around this table. Yeah. Um, we are too. We're yeah. we're getting to the point where we're, you know, We're sitting on the couch together more, you know, might be watching a movie, but we're together and we're talking and we might, you know, we'll go for walks. We do, I mean, we are slowing down to some degree because Mm -hmm. we don't have anything to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think that that's, I think that's really a good thing for us. This, you know, the scripture tells us be still and know that I'm God. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I think sometimes Satan puts distractions and busyness in our life. And we get so distracted. We get so busy with our own wants, our own desires, our own agendas. And God's all the all the while affectionately calling. Yeah, He's calling, but so, there's a lot of times we're just you know we're so distracted with yeah, and we know, do
1: it to ourselves too. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it, we don't we don't have to put it all on Satan either. And, I, and I'm not sure. suggesting no, that's I, what you're doing, but it's. Our I mean, sinful We do, we do it yeah, to our ourselves. Nature. We mm-hmm. pursue our flesh. We absolutely. pursue all this right here. Yeah, I was I'm, just going to say I'm, this I'm thing. I'm holding my cell phone yeah. in my hand. You know, coddle all that the thing. That's so sweet. Technology and the social media and the articles and the news and yeah. Netflix and Hulu and HBO now and and uh, Disney Plus and it's just everywhere you look. There's entertainment. There's yep. something to distract you, right? Yeah. But and I, I think you're absolutely right that we have to see the. Uh, the the silver lining if you will sure. i hate to use a, a secular term but you know we we have to see the goodness of god and mm-hmm. the purposes of god in working even in the midst of what appears to be chaos in the midst of what appears to be just something so terrible we see christian families many of them those who are who are observing the word of god who are reading scripture regularly yeah. are being convicted Absolutely. By God, convicted by the Holy Spirit to say, you know what? Maybe we need to take this time and and we need to examine how we've been spending our time mm-hmm. so you see all this stuff on facebook and this is when facebook is actually great yeah. I mean, you see christian families talking about how they're getting together with their children more we're doing mm-hmm. bible studies together mm-hmm. we're doing home worship we taught our children a couple hymns you know we're singing together they're they're using this time as they should be to um realign and re-evaluate yep. What we spend our time on, and it's beautiful when you see families taking that opportunity to say, to say, "Hey, let's grow in holiness together. Let's grow closer to yeah. God."
0: I I love you know. There's some, there's even though I'm a pastor of a church, and I and I think that if we're not careful, event it's this is going to reshape even how the church gathers if we're not, if we don't continue you know because you've got to. Mm-hmm think about this most of these churches have these big monstrosity buildings mm-hmm. with large some of them have debt some of them have major finances some of yeah. these pastors making hundred thousand dollars a year yep. I mean making some pulling down some big cash and sure. if and I, I we've seen this if you're not in the building people aren't giving I, it's just I mean there's no it's a, it's a natural, not.
1: natural thing that happens yeah and, and so and so well. the money
0: all of a sudden, if we do this for another two months, mm-hmm. the money can just dry up really fast. Because, well, I would give to the church, but I gotta eat, <laughs> and right. so you, I mean, sure. you get the, you get that mentality. But I, 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 so I think that this could to potentially um, set yeah. us on a course for you know, you know, a home church model. I mean, we're already sort of kind of there, even though even and, and let me just say this: I don't believe that sitting in front of a screen. And watching somebody on a screen is church, right? Yeah. I, I just don't. No,
1: I, I agree. It's, it's not the same. <clears throat> no, it is not a replacement.
0: Nope. I, I, I'm all. thankful for it for the for the season that we're in. Yeah. But if this is good to go Temporary. on per, temporarily, <laughs> this cannot be a permanent thing because yeah. Hebrews gives us a very explicit instruction: do not forsake the, get the gathering together. Mm-hmm. Don't. But yeah. I, I, you, uh, you and I were reading an article from. Uh, jared long longmore longshore sorry longshore and um he quotes dr heidi abram in this and says i find it ironic that this pandemic is attacking a lot of the things that america thought we were really good at we thought we were good at information technology economics uh preserving endless youth sports uh Fighting diseases, um, women being outside of the home, breaking up families, that kind of thing, and all of a sudden it turns out that we are not that great at any of those things, yeah and i I just was like hmm that's she's not wrong
1: it's really great observation she's it? not wrong. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and but uh,
1: in, in some ways, like I was saying a minute ago, that's and like you said as well, in some ways, that's having some really great consequences, yep. positive consequences. absolutely. And I, I think it's it's mainly resulting in positive consequences for those who are true believers. Yeah, right. Is they're taking those opportunities and they're recognizing under the conviction of God, the Holy Spirit that man. I'm not good at those things. Yeah. We haven't been good at this. No, we haven't either. We've been lazy. Yep. We haven't been reading scripture, singing scripture, studying scripture. And we haven't either. And that's children. We haven't either. Where where are these areas that we have been failing and how can, how can we now turn around and fix it and, and repent of, of where we have fallen short? Where do we need to repent and change? And, um, I pray that our children see that in us. Yeah, and, and that that's, changes them.
0: That's something that I, I historically, I think I've done this well in terms of in front of my kids. Admit where I'm wrong. Um, I, I could, you know, as they've gotten older, they might think, "Oh, Dad, you're not you're not that good." Um, but I, I think that being willing to own your your sin, especially in front of your kids, um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. I just, I don't know. That's just, that's just me. But no, I I think that, uh, this is a potential, you know, because America has been arrogant. We have been, um, very proud. I mean, the sin of pride is just, I mean, that, that tops the list. (laughs) When you look at sins in the Bible, pride is one of the, the, it's the one that starts everything else. I mean, it, it, that's the beginning, and I think that this is potentially humbling us as a nation, yeah, and it it's right. sure it's it's causing people to realign their thought process. I mean, I, just this week, I've had multiple messages from people that have haven't been inside the church doors yeah. in years coming in saying, Man, I listened to the sermon you gave. And man, I listened. Uh, wow, yeah. I didn't, didn't understand this. I didn't get. I didn't grasp this. I am mm-hmm. so thankful that the Lord put me in this spot. And I'm just like, so they're
1: they're asking for for more more guidance. Yeah, they want more information.
0: That like one of them was even talking about, um, you know, what's what's it take to, to get baptized? I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we get to talk about that. So we yeah, you know we can sure. walk through the the idea of biblical. Reasonings mm-hmm. for baptism because we live in a world where, you know, you go to a certain church. I mean, even in this town, you yeah. walk in the building and if they're having a baptism. We'd be like, "Hey, I want to get baptized." Put him in line, and they'll dunk you. Right. And uh, I just there's there's biblical reasonings yeah. for that. So I, I think yeah. that that's good to see. Let's be biblical. <laughs> just, but to it's, see that
1: it's uh, what a beautiful thing though. Like what a what a beautiful. a beautiful example of the way God is using all of this and ordaining all of this in his sovereignty
0: right
1: to use you to use us as a tool and as an instrument even
0: as wicked as we are yeah and like.
1: even within, within us being sinful human beings using all of this as opportunities to reach out to this person, to yep. reach that person. Yeah. This person is starting to ask some serious questions. Yeah. And well, lo and behold, they saw your sermon online. They saw Crazy. my sermon on YouTube, whatever the case may be. And they're they're asking questions. And God the Holy Spirit is working in and through and all this. And he gets the glory
0: out of the entire and thing.
1: All glory to him. Yeah. And so when you hear people say things like, oh, well, God's not responsible for this. He would never do that I'm like, buddy, you need to read your scripture, number one, and you need to reexamine who you think God is. And, and sometimes God can,
0: over. and yeah, God God is sovereign. He's sober, mean, sovereign over all things. And sometimes God know God knows where to put His hand on our lives to get us to repent. And I, I said this a couple of weeks ago in a sermon. I said His goodness is designed for to to make us to bring us to repentance. But I can tell you this: if His goodness doesn't do it, His wrath surely will. I mean, I, it those those
1: that are that are his sheep man yeah he will draw and he will call you you mentioned the effectual call earlier come on the the gospel is the power of god unto salvation the the dunamis it's the power it's the it's the word from which we get dynamite dynamite right the greek word dunamis is beautiful but what what i wanted to say in regards to that as well is um, man You—I'm not going to sit here and say the same thing that some of these crazy, wackadoodle, self-proclaimed prophets out there are saying, and this and that, like, can't you— I mean, there's there's two camps. You got two camps of crazy. You got people like Kenneth Copeland, you know, that are that are (laughs) blowing the wind of God. (laughs) The man is delusional, buffoon. I would say maybe and quite possibly demonically possessed. Okay, let's just be real. Yep. And then you have the other camp of people who are saying, this is a judgment of God for this sin and for that sin. Oh, yeah. And thus says the Lord, this sin and blah, 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 and I will have vengeance. And they claim to be speaking in first person for God. Yep. Let me tell you something, people. That's dangerous. They are liars and they're charlatans. Dangerous. Okay? They are not a prophet, so dang. and they are not an apostle. Nope. So what I'm getting at here is I'm not going to sit here like those guys and, and proclaim to you that COVID-19 is a judgment from God because of this sin or that sin. Nope. I'm not going to call that out specifically. Why? Because Scripture doesn't say it. No. <laughs> scripture doesn't tell me, 2020, that that this virus is a judgment for specific XYZ, nope. right? Right, it doesn't. Exactly, so I'm not no. going to say that. However, I'm going to agree with what you said earlier wholeheartedly, and that's the fact that it may be a judgment for something for some yeah. sort of. Something. I don't know what it is, but we don't know what it is. Scripture doesn't tell us specifically, but that does not allow us to deny God's sovereignty yeah. over it. And it's like His sovereignty over it declares that he has ordained it absolutely he has allowed it and he is controlling it for what his glory for his glory he's got a purpose in people, all of this for his purposes and ultimately
0: for who's good ours for your good, for the Our church good. is good, for yeah. his people, for his people's good, and he's not—he's not up in ha- up, up in heaven, going, oh, wringing his hands, oh golly, and he's not looking at—he's not God the Father's not looking at God the Holy, you know, God the, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, going, wait a minute, I walked out of the room for five minutes, and you let this thing happen, like that's yeah. not what God the Father's doing. They're yeah. not they're, the not Trinity. Is,
1: no, this yeah. is not shocking. Like, listen, it, I love this quote. I think from R. C. Sproul, God never reacts. To anything. No. He doesn't. No. Because he, he doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. <laughs> he is sovereign over everything. Every ounce. He has, scripture tells us, he has decreed the beginning from the end,
0: right? Absolutely. And he
1: also ordains the means to that end,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: Why not take this as a perfect opportunity to all the more proclaim his gospel and to tell others of the goodness of God, of the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, the love of God, and the wrath of God. God. The whole gospel, deliver it to people, tell people, because in times like this, like you said earlier, sometimes there are those people that they don't know where else to look, they don't know where else to turn, and God, God might be working on their heart, and all of a sudden, they appear to be searching for something. Yep. They don't know that they're searching for God, right? But they're, God may be so, working on their heart.
0: So God's you, searching. Yeah, so God's the one. Who, <laughs> God
1: is searching out and, and searching out his searching people. Like Romans 3 tells us no mm-hmm. one seeks for God. None seeks for God, right? Yeah. But God goes out and seeks his people. So when people start asking serious questions and they're confused and they're scared and they start asking questions about God, man, you better not hold back. Come on. You better proclaim the gospel to them because God might be working on their heart and softening their heart and preparing their soil, so to speak, to receive the gospel, to 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 receive receive the truth. So proclaim it.
0: Proclaim it. Colossians 1, 9 says this, And so from the day that we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I I, I mean, I I see this as a plus. I see this as like, we're, this is our calling. This is what we're supposed to do. Even. And there's the thing, even if things were going well, And we weren't in a pandemic and we weren't, you know, oh, it's the the end of the world as we, you know, (laughs) if it wasn't that, even if it was still good, this is still what we're called to do. Yeah. We're we're called to walk in a manner worthy. Yeah. Amen. Like that's how we're supposed to walk. Our calling has
1: not changed. Nope. Our motives may have changed. Sure. Perhaps. Right. Our timing may have changed.
0: Maybe our right. sense of urgency, even.
1: Sense of That's a good one. Yeah. Our, our urgency, our, our priorities, right? Yeah. Like we, we talked about how are we managing our time, mm-hmm. right? It's incredible to look at the good that God is bringing out of all of this, right? Yep. So, the question to the people out there that may be listening is what are you doing with your extra time that you may have? Yep. Right? Well, I see all kinds of posts all over social media, and I'm sure you have too. Well, I I don't have time for this. I work too hard. I do this and that. I don't have time for that. I don't read scripture enough. I don't go to church enough. I I just don't have time, don't have time, don't have time.
0: You do now. and, And now it says, now I'm working from
1: home. And I saw a meme that said this. It said, now I'm working from home. I don't have to do this. This place is closed. That place is closed. I can't get my coffee anymore. This restaurant's closed. And I'm working from home. Oh, I'm still not finding time to read scripture. (laughs) So what's the
0: problem? We don't want to.
1: So what's... Exactly. What's the problem? We don't want to. I mean, so take the opportunity, people. You know, and and I'm I'm not speaking to you as some moralistic level of perfection here. I'm not perfect either i'm not reading the word We're calling ourselves in this as as well as i could but man i've definitely been checking myself i've definitely been reviewing my time and 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 making an analysis like man where could i be rearranging some time slots in my week to spend more time with my kids to do this or that with my children with my wife to get in the word to be reading the books that i'm that I swore that I would read this year on top of my Bible reading like R.C. Sproul's The Holiness of God
0: and great book by the way
1: Dr. White's The God Who Justifies and and uh, I want to read Pilgrim's Progress this year yeah. you know, I've never read Pilgrim's Progress it's a Progress. great book I've read it it's, it's great I'm a terrible Christian I haven't read <laughs> Pilgrim's Progress but I have it I own it parts one and two but man like Take an inventory, guys. Take an analysis of your time. Yeah. Manage it well. Glorify and honor God, as Paul says, in what?
0: Everything, everything that you do. Yeah. Everything. everything
1: that you do. Now, guess what? That's not uh, possible. It's impossible <laughs> to yeah. glorify God in everything that you do. But, goodness gracious, we as Christians should be convicted to strive for that. Strive for that,
0: absolutely. Right. You know, well, thanks so much for coming on the show and talking about this I think it's it's something that needs to be addressed and talked about and um it's good stuff so yeah, would you dismiss absolutely. us in prayer
1: yeah absolutely well Lord god we uh we come to you and we are just humbled Lord um we ask father that you would continue to humble us that you would draw us to yourself mm. that you would Call out to those who are far from you, who you, as the Good Shepherd, are bringing into your flock, Lord. We pray for those that may hear the gospel in these coming months. We pray that your word would go out in power, Mm -hmm. that you would reach lives, hundreds, thousands of people, Lord. Draw your sheep to yourself lord mm-hmm. and please yeah. use us for that yes, please Jesus. use us as tools and as instruments just as ananias as god told ananias about paul you said he is my chosen instrument yeah to bring the gospel to the gentiles lord god please use us help us to not be lazy yeah. help us to not be to not be selfish with our time God, convict us. Do not let us stay in sin. Do not let us stay in, in laziness or slothfulness, Lord. Please convict us. Don't let us sleep. Put people on our mind to pray for and yeah. to witness to and to, to speak truth in love to, Lord. Don't let us stay in our laziness, Lord. Please uh, forgive us, Lord, for when we have been lazy. Lord, we repent Help us to continue to repent for those areas where we have fallen short. God, help us as a nation to come to our knees before you, God. Yeah. God, I pray Mm -hmm. for national repentance for the United States of America, God. Please bring repentance. Bring revival, Lord, in your church. Mm -hmm. Bring awakening, Lord, We pray that you would awaken dead souls, those who are dead in their sins and trespasses, Lord. We pray that you would raise them to spiritual life through the power of your gospel, through the preaching of your word. God, we just thank you for everything that you are doing through this pandemic. In and through all of this, you are glorifying your name and you are strengthening your church and you are drawing those who are yours to yourself, Lord. God, we thank you for that. We glorify you. We praise you. And help us to trust you. We trust you, Father, with everything that is happening. Help us to not be hypocrites in that. Help us to trust you. God, we glorify you for everything. We love you in Jesus' precious name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Thank you for having me, bro. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.